Good afternoon. Welcome to Catholic Messenger Conversations. It's September, and we're meeting with Bishop Thomas Sankula. And I guess we're going to answer some questions, or you are going to answer questions from the reader's box, right? I'm looking forward to it. I'm okay, we're looking to forward so. to it. Well, I understand one of the first questions I've got is, is um, you went canoeing on Labor Day, right? In, on the Cedar River? Yes. So, Tell me about that. Well, they, the Newman Center in the University of Iowa in Iowa City um, do that every Labor Day. Father Jeff Belger, the director, kind of organizes that. He's a canoeing kind of guy. And he has this, this thing, Shaka, Ga, um, Shaka Khan or something, this big boat that he likes to take out. It's old, and I think it's wood, and um, it holds, I think, maybe up to nine people. Were there nine people in it then? I don't know. Uh, well, the wind, I don't think so because it, it was um, – we haven't got much rain lately, so the river was low. So they were oh, concerned about it being be too much weight. That. So they might okay. not have been quite nine, but anyway. So then there's then there were eight canoes that would hold two to three people. Oh wow! And I have a single person canoe, uh-huh. so I just um, I brought mine, and I was all by myself in my canoe. Wow! So um, so they started at Palisades Kepler State Park, just. About a mile from my f- our, our family farm where I grew up. Really? Yes. Oh my gosh! I mean, we float by the farm, and um, and then they end up at Sotluff, this bar, restaurant, old bridge. Oh, that sounds kind of thing cool. Where there's a place to get out, and so they, yeah, so they have a. So that that was it was. Um, how, how far did you travel down the river? I don't know. It's it's hard to say. It probably took us. Three hours, oh, two wow. and a half hours. Back and forth, or no, just just down the river. I mean, you just go down. Oh, and, okay. And, you know, with the current, rather than fighting <laughs> the current. Why not make it harder? And then they have, you know, they bring the there's this this bus, you know, for the kid. Oh, you know, okay. People. And then and then the thing for the um the rack for the canoes, or trailer. <clears throat> so and then they along the way, just right as soon as kind of just shortly um uh, past the um. The, the the bridge on Highway One uh-huh. over the, the, the Cedar River. There's there's a, some cottages and there's a, a woman who's a big a supporter of um of of the Newman Center. Oh wow! And her husband uh, he just died a couple years ago. It's very poignant. It's older couple, so it's just the first time since he died that so you know they host it. It's um uh, supple and uh, and layman. It's, it's kind of the families that are involved. There's people that help oh, her okay. um, that, with this thing. And they have, there's mass. So we just, you know, we went about a third of the distance, uh-huh. maybe an hour at the most. And um, and then we stop, and it's lunchtime, and, and we have mass. Well, it's like 11 or so mass, and then and then there's a meal. So it's like an outdoor mass there. Yeah, then. Oh, right. It was very neat. nice, yeah. This, wow. It was really. So is it like a farm or something? Or no, it's a it... cottage. They're cottages. Oh. It's, it's not their main home. It's a cottage oh, they have on the river. Cool. They've oh, had forever. Gosh. And so they open it up to us. Very nice. Oh, that's yeah. great. And so then when did you go? To, did you go to Sutcliffe then? Did you Sutcliffe. Stop? Sutcliffe. Yeah, what that wonderful sounding name. Sut, <laughs> Sutcliffe. Yeah, we ended there. There's a boat ramp. Oh, okay. And that's where you end. And they, okay. you know, they, Patty uh, McTaggart and Father um, Charles <coughs> from um, Seoul and Fl- Fladong, um, uh-huh. were hel- helped out. So they, they kind of, you know, 
made sure that the bus was there at the end and the and the trailer with the, for the canoes okay. was there at the end and they helped with the meal and stuff. They okay. didn't canoe, they just kind of were the support people. Oh, okay. Oh, that's great. So, like a Sutliff, is that a bar or something like that? A tavern? No, there's there's Sutliff is a town. I'm not sure if it's corporate incorporated. Oh, okay. But there's a few houses, cottages there, not a lot, but some. Oh, okay. And then there's a bar and restaurant okay. on the river right okay. by this old bridge that Oh. That's just walking now. You can't. You can't. Oh, okay. On. So I don't know. This is where you know when I grew up, that was where you'd go for that kind of a thing, and wow. the bridge was open then. There was planks, so they cl- went up and down and made the sound. You know, as you drove over, I was like, it's kind of scary. Wow. But now it's it's just a historical site. Oh wow. The bridge. So did uh, did the students have much to say? Did they? Did you were you like yeah. back and forth at each other about things or no? I mean you chat along the way with some, okay. whoever's in your canoe or in the canoe next to you, and then at right. the meal and yeah, you're sharing stuff. And any any interesting things that they shared with you? Um, I don't know. I mean, it was one of the there's four of the five focused missionaries were along. Oh, okay. and one of them wanted to um, know about. You know how you become a bishop. You know, so a lot of people oh, think that you know you apply for it. Or you, oh, that's great! It's like no, it's not that exactly. So, and then and then she also had some questions about, you know, for her doing her missionary work. People kind of what the thing she was focusing on was why Catholic versus some other you know denomination, Lutheran oh, or okay. you know, evangelical or whatever. Um, and so she was kind of how do you, how do you? She didn't know what to say about that exactly. Oh, when people ask her that? Yeah. yeah. Right. How do you sort of, you know, you know, she knows the faith very well and stuff, right. but then she doesn't know so these other traditions maybe as much, or she just doesn't know what to say. Oh, so I talked, got it, yeah. talked about that. Oh, that's interesting. That's really interesting. So, um, so that was about a three-hour ride, and it's always refreshing. You, you really, does that really invigorate you to be with young people and oh, yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. that? I love it, yeah. It was, really, it was great. It's, it was... Um, was wonderful. I mean, just to hang out with them and hear what they're what they're thinking. And these guys, I mean, they're plugged into the church. Yeah, exactly. And there were four um, young women from India who are there. Their their first year, I think, or first or second, maybe second year. They're all getting masters, a master's degree, and the same thing. I think it was um, maybe. Um, you know, IT or so. I can't remember what it was. Oh wow! Exactly. Yeah. So it was interesting. Like I, you know, you. I've been to India, you've been to India, so yeah. it's fun to talk to them about where they were from and just share some stories with them. Oh, that, that, sounds, that sounds like it was a really wonderful experience. Um, I'm wondering, too, uh, can you tell me what your role is in the selection of recipients for Pacham and Tear's Peace and Freedom Award? Actually, that is a question from one of our readers. Yeah, so, I mean, the Diocese of Davenport's kind of the main entity for that whole thing, uh-huh. but, but there's a but it's they're not the only one. So the right. Ambrose is part of it, and um, Augustana um, College across the river, and a couple of um, sisters, Franciscan sisters, um, um, communities, and you know. Um, I think the CHMs are part of that too, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, and then right. the, the, the Muslim community. Yeah, some Muslim, a couple, one or two groups, and Jewish, and mm-hmm. so there's a, a a a group, and there's a committee that um, kind of work that makes it 
talks about who to who to invite to receive this award. Yeah, I actually serve on that committee. Okay, there. So you well, you can answer this question. <laughs> so anyway, then uh, so I'm not part of that committee, but yeah. Kent Ferris kind of keeps me informed. Who's the director mm-hmm. of um, social action for the diocese? So he keeps me informed of what's going on <clears throat> and what they're thinking, and I can add my thoughts on who they might want to consider. <clears throat> like I was one that said, how come the Dalai Lama Dalai hasn't gotten Lama, this thing? Yeah. Let's make that happen. I'm so glad you suggested that one. Yeah, so, um, you know, and then they ask for my thoughts, and hopefully they consider them in their discussions. And then in this whole process, we zero in on, on, on one person. And in this case, yeah. the next one's going to be two people. And then I always have a chance to, you know, I mean, there's somebody kind of vetting them yeah. in terms of, what they've said, it's, it's you know, they haven't said anything that's not in keeping with the, the ch- church, where we're at as a church. And so somebody's doing that here at Ambrose, but then I do that a little bit too, and Canton does oh, as well, okay. just yeah. to kind of go out there and kind of look around a little bit. Right. So that, that's about it. I mean, I don't, it's not like me choosing by myself this person, but I have input on it. Right. I mean, this is a first, I think, there's a, a, a Muslim and a Jewish woman who are being honored this year. I don't think we've done Ever like Ever, either and, one? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't. I can't. I don't know th- if we've ever um, nominated a Muslim for the award. I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, I can't think of, of anybody either from that list. Were you uh, surprised by that uh, that nomination at all? That well, I mean, I don't know. I was. I don't know. Surprised. I was. Um, I didn't know about their group. Mm-hmm. It was all you know that they the that sisterhood they founded. of Salam Shalom. So that was new to me, and I'm like, well, this is interesting, and I read yeah. up on it, and so yeah, I guess I was surprised. I don't know, to sense of I, I hadn't heard of them before, and but once I read about it, it's like, well, this makes sense. It made made a lot of sense. They're excited about it. They really one of them had, was aware of the Pachim Terrace. Yeah, I know. So I like, thought wow. that was really cool. Yeah, that that was that was very interesting. Um, our next question from a reader is, although the Catholic Church has approved pilgrimages to Medjugorje, and people reported pilgrimages to Medjugorje have changed their lives and drawn them deeper into their faith, why do you think the Church has not approved the apparitions that have occurred? So it's been a long time that, um, that this has been you know, considered yeah. you know, by the Church as to whether to um, officially approve it as a... Um, as an apparition of Mary, it's, um, there were commissions in the 80s, three commissions that looked at it. They couldn't affirm that um, supernatural apparitions um, and revelations were occurring there. Mm-hmm. So then eventually, you know, the Bishop's Conference, the U- Yugoslav or whatever Bishop's Conference looked at it, I think, you know, in the early 90s sometime. And and so they it was the same thing. So... Um, and then you know, so and so and and um, so, it, no one has the church hasn't to this at this to this point said yes. This is we officially recognize this as that person. Uh, you know, I mean, but but there was something that happened in 2017, um, a significant event. Not that still it wasn't you know officially um, recognized, but it was. Um, the did as you mentioned the the church has approved pilgrimages to um oh, yeah. to Medjugorje and uh, you know so they're they they it's official they're official the church right. is, I mean people have been going there but th- there can be official 
church. And that's what happened in 2017. Was that's when they that's made that determination? That's right. That was you know, a, step, a step forward for that place and acknowledge the faith and the pastoral needs of the pilgrimages. I mean, it's kind of the idea, we're still not sure about this right. thing, but Our Lady can be venerated everywhere, right? Oh, that's right, I mean, we, yes. You can do that in your backyard with a statue of Mary. Um, Right. And it's so it's a shrine, whether Mary appeared there or not, you know, is, is second as a secondary question. And, and she doesn't have to to appear there for to, to give grace. So know. it's not like they're still investigating that then. No, probably they still are. I mean, I don't know. Um, but but, you know, the church has <clears throat> kind of drawn a distinction between the apparitions, mm-hmm. you know, whether they you know are legit and and Medjugorje is um, being a place of prayer. Yes. Right. So it can be a place of prayer. Yeah. You know. Um, so the general position seems to be that the spiritual fruits are, are undeniable. I mean, right. the way I look at it, I don't know. You know. I mean, there's some. I think some of the things they're concerned about. It, this is very unusual. The apparitions continue. Right. Especially yeah. with one of one of the young people. One of the well, not young anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's like on on uh, on time, like on, on time. schedule. Or it's something. just that's so. Sometimes what I've read. Maybe the first seven or so, maybe were right. appropriate. But then now it just seems it's just kind of wonky. I, I, yeah. I don't know what to make of that, but um, but you know, so um, I, it doesn't surprise me that people go there, whether right. Mary appeared or not. They go there; they're looking for a spiritual experience, and they're and they're there together. Two or three are gathered together, in my name, and they're open to and they're praying. It doesn't it doesn't surprise me that people that have you ever been there? No, I haven't. Huh. So I mean, doesn't so I think yeah that could happen anywhere, right. um, and uh, in a sense, it doesn't matter that much that she whether she appeared there or not. I don't know, um, right. but um, so that's kind of where it's at. Okay, sense. well I appreciate that. And then someone's also asking about Mary. They're saying some people have issues with the church's teachings on Mary. Why? What would be your approach to help them understand why Mary? is such an important part of the Catholic Church in our prayer life. I mean, some of those people are going to be um, focused on the Bible, uh-huh. right? That's where they're coming from. Well, the Bible doesn't say this specifically. <clears throat> so just to look at it, just look at the Bible, what it does say mm-hmm. about Mary. I mean, she's mentioned in all four of the Gospels and also at the beginning of the book of Acts. And, and you know, beginning with Mark and then Matthew and Luke and then to get into Luke, there's, there's, there's a kind of an expansion of the role of Mary. Yeah. And, um, and she, you know, it's, you know, so in, in, in Luke's gospel, she's a main actor in the infancy story. Um, she's, she's the first Christian dis- disciple at the Annunciation. She hears the word of God and, and does it. So, you know, fiat. And um, so, I mean, Luke makes it clear that Mary has been specially favored by God and is blessed among women. And, um, and she, you know, in, in the Acts, the Apostles, she appears with the 12 Apostles at Pentecost. And, I mean, she's there yeah. in this whole thing. So that's where the, that's where this, and then John's Gospel, she, she's featured prominently as well. There's a miracle at, at Cana. Um, she's at the foot of the cross. Yeah. Um, so, um, I mean, she's, pretty important in, now, in the scriptures and in our tradition and um you know but there's a scripture in our tradition too then it's just, she's there from the very beginning and honored and, and revered mm-hmm. so um it's not surprising that the church would um continue that over the centuries 
My favorite passage in Scripture, I think, well, one of them is Luke's, in Luke's Gospel, the Magnificat. I just think that is such a beautiful prayer. Yeah. And I wonder when we, um, I mean, do you have any favorite Marian prayers or any? I, you know, I don't know. I mean, just a Hail Mary. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's a beautiful prayer. And it is. I like to pray that when I'm at somebody's casket. Uh-huh. You know, and and praying there, and now and at the hour of our death, Amen. And yeah, I mean, just kind of. It's sometimes people are afraid of thinking about death, and mm-hmm. you know, and even speaking of death, and and here it is. Every time we pray for that, that prayer, prayer, it's the yeah. last word. It is. Well, you know, and so, um, and that's the very Catholic thing. It's healthy. Yeah. You know, I, I you know, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray that my soul to keep. If I die before I wake, I pray that my soul to take. Yeah. You know, I that I, that's what that. I pray. And, and yeah. so my sisters, a couple of my sisters were like, when they had children, like, oh man, that's terrible. It's about death. You know, well, yeah. You know, I mean, you know, you see p- paintings of saints, you know, from centuries yeah. ago with that skull on their, you know, on, on, on their desk and, 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 you know, and saints and people talking about reflecting on death every every day you know yeah like, this isn't a morbid thing it's just, i just think a skull on my desk would be a little little tough yeah, for me okay. to handle <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> sure. yeah and another question from a reader did jesus have any brothers and he says see galatians chapter 1 verse 19 well i mean the new testament does speak of brothers and, si- and sisters of uh-huh. jesus um right. so that's <clears throat> that is there and we have to certainly deal with that. It, it never actually says they're children of Mary, specifically. Right. But it does talk about brothers and sisters, and it sort of maybe somewhat implies, I don't know, perhaps um, Mary being involved there somehow. Um, by, but by the early um, second century, there was, there was already a tradition circulating that these were not the children of Mary. So mm-hmm. very early on. That's kind of where the church is at with this. Um, there's a story that develops. It's in a, um, in a, um, one of the um, proto whatever gospels that wasn't chosen, mm-hmm. you know, for the canon. Um, it was a story about Joseph being older than Mary and being a widower with with children, and so um, Mary, you know, mothers oh, them yeah. as well, and so um, so like step brothers and sisters of, of Jesus. So there's that that kind of in our tradition. It's never been, it's never been. There's not doctrine around that or anything. Right. Um, but then you know, um, I was I was reading up on this a little bit beforehand just to kind of get this in my head again. There's the Semitic languages in Jesus's Jesus's time didn't have precise vocabulary for a wide range of family relationships, oh, yeah. right? So they could be in so cousins. They, they, yeah, because there's members, you know, they're basically brothers and sisters, members of the same same tribe, right. and same family. They, they're, those are considered brothers and sisters. And yeah, you know, and, and so um, that maybe the New Testament wasn't written in, in you know, Semitic language, but it was written in Greek, but right. there's a conversation about that. That, that could have been what was pulled into the Greek right. New Testament, right? right? And then Saint Jerome kind of was a, was a big proponent of them being cousins uh, oh, of Jesus, yes. and that became kind of the view of the Western Western Church. So, um, so that's just historically that's kind of and right from the very beginning, um, that's how you know we've recognized that as Mary 
being um, remaining a virgin, both you know in, in the Eastern Church and and in the Latin you know Church, the Western Church, Orthodox. Um, that's Orthodox teaching and tradition. You know that Mary remained a virgin. Many high Anglican and Anglicans and Episcopalians, even Luther and Calvin, talked about Mary's being ever virgin. It really okay. this this question about um, about these being Mary, you know, children of Mary's children, mm-hmm. or brothers and sisters, literally of Jesus. That is is a modern question. It's actually. It was asked after the Protestant Reformation. Calvin and 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 um, Luther wasn't asked, weren't asking that question. It was afterwards because they started reading everything literally, um, you know. So why was it important for her to be a virgin after the birth of Jesus? Well, I mean, I think just it's kind of a, a traditional kind of a thing, you know, in terms of uh, maybe. Um, I mean that's a, that's a hard thing for us these days, I suppose, yeah. because it's what about being, you know, um, a woman who um, is has a sexual relationship with her husband? That's a good thing we see, right? right? And that's so. What are we are we denigrating that when we yeah. highlight virginity? That's people mm-hmm. have a hard time with yeah. that. I mean, just something about um, you know celibacy. I wondered virginity. if that had something to do with it. The churches. Um, Embrace of celibacy for certain. Yeah, I don't know if that was, but it's 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 a similar kind of a thing, I think, okay. in terms of sacrifice, right, for the sake of your your faith, the kingdom, yeah, or something. But it's, it's kind of hard to see that exactly with virginity, right? But um, and maybe I mean, maybe it was kind of lifting one up above the other for you know vir- virginity or celibacy above married love, and you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, you know, um, so, I mean, is that good or bad? I don't know. Maybe it's not how we see things today. They're more equal. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. Still is a little bit of a mystery to me, but I guess we'll keep working on that. And then I was wondering, um, why are Catholic priests, I'm not wondering this, this is a reader, why are Catholic priests not allowed to marry? Other Christian denominations allow their pastors, ministers, etc., to marry, what would it take to change canon law to make this happen? Maybe that fits into this other question we just talked about. Well, I mean, it could. We the, we could the church could choose to allow priests to marry. I mean, that's mm-hmm. it's, it would take just making that decision, right? Pope and whoever that he consults on it. So it's not it's it's a um, disciplinary thing. It's not a doctrinal thing. Mm-hmm. So and, and even that word like allowed. You know, <laughs> I mean, if I would, I marry if I could. When I, you know, as a priest, um, I don't know. I'm. It wasn't so much. I. I mean, I embraced that. I. I. Mm-hmm. I, I. It wasn't. It wasn't like, oh gosh, I have to do this thing, you know, because right. you know the church doesn't allow me um, to marry. I mean, I ref- discern that, reflect on that, that I'm called to being to celibacy. Mm-hmm. Though I'd love to be married and have a family and all that, that'd be wonderful. I'd like to think I'd be a decent husband, father, but um, I've chosen this, you know. Right. And so, um, and from my experience, you know, I mean, for one thing, um, before we get to my experience, I mean, there are married priests, right? Right. There's the pastor provision for Anglicans, you know, priests to become um, Catholic, to be ordained Catholic priests. There's the, the apostles, probably some of them were married, you know. 
Eastern Catholic Church, they're married. They, the bishops can't be married, but priests can be married in Eastern Catholic Church. So there are there are married priests. There can there can be married priests. Um, and sometimes people think, oh gosh, you know, um, if there if there can be married priests and women priests, and there can be, you know, we have this shortage, and that there can be more. We'll have more. They'll be take care of the problem. Right. It's not it's not how it's worked in the uh, in the you know, Protestant church where there's married they priests and women priests, they still struggle too. with it's more, it's not, yeah. you know, it's not, that's not, um, there's more to it than that for sure. But um, I, so, I mean, you know, it's the idea, why do we have, why, why is there this celibacy thing for priests? It's, is remaining celibate for the sake of the kingdom of God. It's, mm-hmm. it's, um, it's, it's to give ourselves, to give themselves entirely to God and the people that they serve to, to radically proclaim the kingdom of God. So it's, wow. for me, it's the, well, two things. It's the witness value. Right. So what does that say? Gosh, this, this person um, promised to be celibate and, and um, for life, um, to be a priest and, you know, to play that role in the church. Gosh, what's that say about you know how they feel about their faith. So the witness right. value. And the other thing is, you have an undivided heart. Right. You've got yeah. you got a family and you've got the church. Right. I mean, which which one comes first? I mean, I think your spouse and your kids have to come first. But then and then there's this other thing. Like I don't have to I don't have to struggle with that. I can give myself fully to the church and and I you know I have this, I've always, even before I was a bishop in the nuptial ring, you know, that I, I mm-hmm. started wearing, but even as a priest, I always saw my relationship with the people I was serving as in, in, in a nuptial way. Yeah. Like I was married to these people. I couldn't do that, you know, right. if it was, I was married and I, you know, to, if I had a wife and, and, you know, family. So I was, for me, it's, I can give myself fully right. um, to, to, to the to, to people that I'm serving. That's very, that's, Beautiful, really. I'm wondering, I've got another reader who's talking about a woman whose baby granddaughter died from SIDS about 13 years ago, and she's not been over, able to overcome her bitterness toward, um, she, I guess she had called the local priest in her, in her parish, not in our diocese, and um, he had suggested that a deacon could come in his place. And she wanted the priest to come to provide comfort, I suppose. And um, she was really upset that he didn't come in her time of need. And she's not been able to go back to, she has not gone back to Mass ever since. And so she's wondering, how can she get over this? What 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 should she be doing? Yeah, I mean, I feel for her deeply. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know... You know the circumstance other than what she told me as to what was going on with that priest. So I'm not yeah. going to, you know, try to defend him or anything because I, right. I don't know. Maybe there was a good reason, and or maybe not. But um, I mean, I, I he ran in this kind of situation, unfortunately, somewhat regularly, where someone was like hurt by the church, and um, and so a lot of times it involves a priest who represents the church in a you know significant way. In the per, you know in, in in persona Christi in the person of Christ and mm-hmm. so when a priest messes up, it's kind of a bigger deal than um, somebody else in the church and so I, I get that and I can say you know we're human you know and I've messed up before and so um, 
but people can be hurt, and, and you know, and I and I and I I, 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 I really feel for her, and she obviously has been hurt deeply. But then there's okay. So looking at it just from a rational perspective, right. gosh, you know, you're allowing this priest who hurt you to kind of take away your faith. Yeah. You know, I mean, here's the Eucharist, the social sum of Christian of the Christian life, and so what's going on there? Like, I'm going to show him. Um, I'm going to not go to church anymore. I'm going to like somehow I'm going to hurt him or hurt the church. Right. And then we hurt yourself. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, I just breaks my heart that that we can't that those that we we do that. And we and it's if you look at it just look at it rationally, it just makes no sense. Yes. You know, why would you do that? In this you know, it just you know, that that's this and every time you think about going to church, you just feel bad, you feel bad, you feel bad. So what do you do? I mean it's obvious, you know. We've just gotta forgive. And Jesus right. said even forgive your enemies. Okay. I mean um, it's just, it's so hard to do, but, uh, but it's a gift to yourself to let yeah. this go and not yeah. let this thing, you know, th- this, this situation o- take over your, your life and your, in your spiritual life. That's the thing. And it's easy to say that, but it's freeing. And that's, you know, it's, it's, it's like, it's our faith. It's, you know, in terms of sin and forgiveness. And, um, that's what I would encourage her to do and if she and um you know to pray about that maybe talk to somebody about that maybe even a priest that she knows and 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 feels better about um i mean it sounds like she wants to go back I think it sounds she, like she wants someone to give her permission to say yeah it's okay to let go of my anger it's like okay to let go of this pain exactly right. to and to come back to to jesus to the to the arms of the of the of the faith community. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, if, you know, I was just thinking about how you, hopefully if we, we feel when we, when we're forgiven, right. we just feel it's a burden that's yeah. lifted off our hearts and minds and souls. And, but also to forgive the same feeling yeah. can happen, yeah. you know, and, and, and Jesus says, you know, forgive, um, you know, if you don't forgive, then I'm not going to forgive. Right? right. So it's, right. it's like, it's, it kind of, it's got to go together. Yeah, exactly. I remember reading a a book by a Lutheran um, minister who talked about forgiveness, and it was a beautiful book. But he talked about you can never, when you're in pain, when someone has has committed something so awful against you, maybe murdered your child or your spouse, you can never extract the pain that you feel from that person who did that to you. And so you can't make them feel your pain. You can't, you can't, project your pain onto them it'll never yeah, happen no, but that's what she's trying to do is yeah. she's trying to hurt this priest yeah. he doesn't even know probably yeah. that's just happening yeah. so and she's trying to and, and you know kind of hurt the church too because he represents yeah. the church but but meanwhile you're hurting yourself, yourself. It, yeah. it doesn't make sense but when emotions yeah. those really strong yeah. emotions um come yeah. into play it's it's we don't think rationally yeah Exactly. That's beautiful. But I'm definitely going to be praying for her because, my goodness, that's, it's, there's no need for her to be you know, in this situation. I'd like to ask you one last question. I know we're going over, but um, someone asked you, what is your favorite dessert? <laughs> I already know the answer to that one. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if there's any one favorite dessert. I mean, one thing that 
some of my Czech background, there's kolaches. Yeah. But that's more of a more of a, a pastry. It's not. Yeah. I don't know if that's a dessert exactly. It's a snack. It's right? a snack, right? <laughs> so I mean, I like things like rhubarb pie. I like. I. I don't. I don't like cakes. I. I'll eat cake, but yeah. I, I prefer pie. So you know, rhubarb, pumpkin, peach, blueberry. But carrot, in terms of a cake, carrot cake. Oh. Um, you know, more moist. Yeah. Ice cream, cookies. Like my favorite cookies, probably oatmeal, chocolate chip. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I think you like M&M's too, don't you? Well, yeah, because they're they're (laughs) available. (laughs) Yeah, no, well, yeah. That's not a dessert so much. (laughs) Well, I think it is. (laughs) Yeah, right. Okay, well, I I appreciate that. We're out of time. I was going to ask you about Ragbri, but I think I'll ask you about that next time. All right, that's cool. Okay. Thanks, Bishop. Always a pleasure, Barb. Thank you. We'll see you next time. (laughs) 